going on, folks? It's your guy, Tommy Gann, DG here for Ice Cold Sports. Once again, you love him. His name Most is Zach Lyons. Well, that's, I was going to say that, but I didn't want to hurt your feelings. Zach Lyons, folks. How's it going, Zachary? Chugging a Bruce uh, like a true alcoholic. What's going it's on? A drunk, it's a drunk pod, by the way, today, TG. I love to see it. Not not actually, because it's like 6.30 p.m. and I have a job, but cracking a brewski for this one. Good for you. Good good for you. <laughs> um, it has been an interesting time in sports. Let's start off with what you I think will be a contentious topic. Mayweather, Paul, as many of you out there probably know, Logan Paul fought, fought, quote-unquote, Floyd Mayweather last night, eight-round exhibition, Went the distance. I saw, uh, saw a lot of hugging. A lot of well, I mean, what? And a lot of people were very upset about the fight. They didn't think it was. They thought it was a jip and stuff like that. But I'm gonna be honest. What were they expecting from a Floyd Mayweather Mayweather fight? I mean, that's, hugging. That's what he does. Did they not watch yeah. the Pacquiao fight? Did they not watch the McGregor fight? It was hugging. Yeah, we've we've been here before. Floyd's Floyd's made probably billions at this point based on on not getting hit, rather being the one doing the hitting. Exactly. Um, I don't know. I saw a lot of people on on social media debating, you know, who won because obviously well, both guys like claim to claim to have won, and and really who won is both of them. Yeah, and and anyone who paid seventy dollars for that fight or whatever it was, lost. Yeah, but I mean at the same time, it's I people got what they what they wanted. They got a YouTuber fighting a boxer. And all respect to Logan Paul and Jake Paul, honestly, you know what? Get that money, go for it. They make the world more entertaining with, with everything they do. And if there's one thing I want is just entertaining people, and they are entertaining. So I, I like them. Um, what, what were people expecting? Were they expecting like a, like, you know, the, the fight of the century? They shouldn't have been. They should have been expecting exactly what they got. You got to be a part of history. You got to follow it along and bitch about it with all your friends. So just let sleeping dogs lie there. Yeah, it really, boxing is mostly a joke these days, other than, other than the heavyweight division anyways. Compared Um, to UFC, UFC has completely cucked it. Yeah. Yeah, no, UFC is your major fight night these days. If, if you're, if you're talking about like, you know, splitting a pay-per-view, having some people over. Exactly. Um, Yeah, but I, you know, I, 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 I don't personally care for either of the Paul brothers, but, you know, good for them to, for bringing some attention and some, uh, uh, some notoriety to a sport that people, a lot of people think is dying. So. Next up. We, this would have been the number one storyline if it was not for the Paul Mayweather fight. United States uh, men's national team is back. It is hashtag back. back. Hashtag back. Biggest win in almost a decade against Mexico. 3-2. A very exciting game. Very exciting. You know, the fact that they almost went down 2-0, and then they had the offsides called on Mexico. They were able to tie it up twice. U.S. was able to tie it up, tie it up twice. 
all the crazy shit going on with the fans. You'll get into that in a minute. I know there's a lot of things that happened later on. There was Pulisic hitting the lead taking goal, and then the backup goalie. HR born and bred, by the way. From Highlands Ranch, Colorado, the town next to my town, the town that you're from, making the save in Denver. What an exciting game. U.S. men's soccer has not had a win that big in a long time. Uh, 2022 World Cup champions, here we come. Thoughts? Absolute scenes in Denver last night. Um, you really saw the the core the core of the the future men's national team on display. Um, Gio Reyna slotted in the first, I believe, for the U.S. Um, coming off a good season season in uh, the German Bundesliga. Weston McKinney scored the clutch clutch second goal to bring us level um, right after Mexico went up two one. Uh, McKinney's a defensive midfielder, but it seems like all he does is just score big goals and big games. And there he is right back at it again. Um, Puli God putting in the controversial penalty at the end. Um, probably, uh, probably as good of a segue as any, as any to the kind of the nonsense that went on in the 80th minute or later. Um here, I, I, I sent you guys a list earlier today. Let oh, me I, just, saw let me just I saw the list. I saw it. I saw it. Yeah. 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 So the, the Mexican coach goes over. He gets thrown out of the game for mess, interfering with a referee uh, who's – he's viewing like a live VAR, VAR call trying to decide on the penalty. That he was gets so funny. That was the funniest thing. Of of, just, like, just like putting his arms around them like, hey, guys – What's going on? Like he was like checking in on him. Like, what the hell like, was that? Like, what do you what do you think you what did you Wild. think was supposed to happen? Wild. And then of um, course the fans. Yeah, we gotta talk about the fans. Um the fans yeah, of the Mexican okay. national team. Fair enough. Yeah. They do they do have a track record of you know nonsense in stadiums. They've been forced to play. Um, World Cup qualifiers and other other important matches behind closed doors because of nonsense from fans. And unfortunately, last night in Denver was another example. Pulisic scores the winner, runs to the runs to the corner to celebrate, or I sorry, the tie tying goal, I should say. Or no, that that was the winner. I'm sorry, that was the winner. Yeah, it was the winner. Um, yeah, he runs over to the corner to celebrate, and the the bench joins him and Gio Reyna gets pelted in the head with a with a uh, glass glass bottle you know after he had already come glass, wasn't a glass bottle but yeah something something heavy enough and significant enough to make him down on the ground for five something minutes he was, not, was he on the ground for five minutes yeah they had to they had wow. to come check on him it didn't yeah look like a glass bottle maybe it was I could be wrong. I, that's what I had assumed it to be. I some sort of heavy projectile hit him straight in the head, and they had he needed he required medical attention. I think he's okay, but um, you know, five five minutes earlier they had to they had to stop the game as well for a homophobic chant. So just be be better, soccer fans. I'm tired of not this great, shit. not great. You, you you know, not great. Um, but U.S. men's national team is so back. I'm so happy about that. I know it's not a huge tournament. I know it's not 
the World Cup. I know it's not the Gold Cup, but guess what? U.S. soccer needed this, so that's all I'm going to say on it. Julio Jones has been traded to the Tennessee Titans. Folks, I don't know. This, I mean, this was a huge trade. This automatically brings the Titans' offense up a level, and it tells me that that offense will go as far as Ryan Tannehill can bring it. And so does this make them the top threat to take the AFC from the Chiefs next year? I wouldn't put them quite there yet. Um, I would, I would definitely, there's, I mean, there's not going to be any value in betting them to win the AFC South, but I would definitely have them circled in the AFC South just because that's kind of a poopy division going through a lot of what about Tebow? transition right now. Yeah. yeah I, a poopy division. I, I didn't stutter. <laughs> so um definitely definitely like them in the AFC South um AFC is just competitive right now with a lot of good teams you know you can see Lamar and the Ravens being right back there in the hunts next year obviously you gotta you have to assume the Chiefs will run it back um yeah I I wouldn't I wouldn't quite I wouldn't quite say they're gonna run away with it yet but I'd say they're definitely a strong Super Bowl contender well the biggest thing the reason I say that is that I really see the Ravens continuing to starting to regress even more going into next year, honestly, legitimately, because as I've said before, in the long term, if you don't have an arm, have an NFL caliber arm on your quarterback, they're not going to be successful in the long term. And that's not even trying to go super hard in the paint on Lamar Jackson, but that's just the truth. I mean, the man, as much as he's a great athlete and runner, and a smart football player, he does not have that arm talent to, you know, be that guy in the long run. That's just my opinion, whatever. Also, for the Falcons, is this time, Is I think it's time to start packing it up. I think it's time to rebuild. I think it's time to sell everything off. Time to, you know, tank and just start again. And get new uniforms, because those things stink. Yeah, the especially like the the gradient, like red to black, those are not great. Um, Matt Ryan, serviceable, serviceable, serviceable quarterback. No, he's a good. MVP. I'm not. I'm not shitting on Matt, yeah, no. on Matt Ryan at all. You know. But no, I'm. I'm saying. I'm, like I'm saying it in the in the re. No, I'm saying as a part of the rebuild, though. Like, why not? Why not test the waters? See what's out there for him. There's plenty. Plenty of teams out there that could use even average quarterback play. So could you get like a Matt Stafford like package back for him? What is Stafford Stafford fetched like multiple firsts, right? Yeah. Maybe not multiple firsts, but you could at least get one first out of them, couldn't you? I yeah, would think Stafford's a very good quarterback, and I understand why the Rams would make that trade. But how far is Matt Ryan from being him? He's a serviceable, he's a good quarterback, so I could see him being a, a very, catching at least a first. Just, yeah, purely do the value of the position, like an above, an above average quarterback is worth a lot more to your team than an above average center. So I would, I would say, yeah, like it's, he's probably worth a first. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. That's, he's worth the first. He's very good. Julio going to the Titans, maybe a game changer. Maybe I, I, It kind of 
puts a hole in the whole offense first philosophy of the Falcons because if they don't have offense any have that offensive firepower, are they gonna be able to stay in any games? I they, think it just are they even gonna be able to blow leads when they can't even create them. I yeah, I mean you're you're right there. The defense is still going to be a problem. They're gonna need, you know, they're gonna need rookies, um, cheap guys to step up and, and be at least serviceable. But what Julio does is it takes away that, you know, team teams with one good one good man quarterback cornerback that can just take away half the field half take away half the field on you. Suddenly, when you know AJ Brown is locked up on a team's number one and Tannehill's main read is, um, I almost said AJ Green, Julio Jones. His main green his main read is Julio Jones. That sounds a lot better than me to me than relying on Corey Davis when I don't think he's on the Titans anymore. Yeah, exa- exactly. He he was their number two last year. They've they've since moved on. Yeah. Um, positional upgrade there definitely with Julio. Um, just you, you know, it, it never it never hurts to have weapons, especially. I mean, I I think Tannehill is a very average quarterback, but you see what the providing the weapons does for him. He might be average, but he's consistent. And that's what really makes a difference, if that makes any sense. He's above average, and he's consistent, and he can put the ball downfield. And I think, well, he can make he can manage a football game, and that's what really matters. Sometimes people shit on game managers. If you manage a game well, you win football games. Um, John Rom was leading by those five strokes at the Memorial. It looked like he was going to win, and then eliminated from the tournament because of positive COVID test, which was wild that they kind of told him on live television outside. Did you see that clip? Yeah, it was, um, wasn't like the, the, the CBS, uh, like whatever, whatever the equivalent of a sideline reporter is in golf saying like, Oh yeah, John Ramos tested positive for COVID. Yeah. But I mean, they didn't say it right away. Like they didn't know yeah. like immediately. Uh, yeah. And apparently this wouldn't have been a problem if he had just gotten the vaccine, because if he got the vaccine, he wouldn't have to get tested and he would just be, even if he had COVID, he wouldn't, no one would know because he was, didn't have any, you know, uh, symptoms. And it kind of tears me in two different ways there, because I do believe people obviously have the choice and if they want to get the vaccine or not, at the same time, if he would have just, kind of trusted science a little bit was just gone for it because it wouldn't have been a problem so that's all yeah. I thought I, w- I won't go after him on the vaccine because that was the, that's kind of low-hanging fruit at this point I'm not trying um, to go after about the vaccine yeah. per se as much as I'm trying to say it's your choice it's not a choice I 100% understand but it's your choice that I think I think you and I you and I are very much on the same page there um it i i think it was like super 70 sports on twitter throughout there like just just send him out at like 5 a.m when no one else is on the course and like disinfect fucking everything when he's done and 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 just just see what happened it's not it's not like i i don't know i guess he he would have the advantage of of advantage or no fans disadvantage i'd say i don't even know like it but I, I thought like no fans was going to be like a huge like gambling angle to take at, at the start of this whole thing, but it, I don't feel like it's 
Well, there's fans. I don't feel like, well, yeah, but I don't feel like, like fans versus no fans in an arena has ever, or an arena or an event has like ever impacted my, my thoughts on a game all that much. Cause I, I don't think it's really mattered much for the results. I mean, except for LeBron winning that Mickey Mouse AAU ring. <laughs> you you laugh, you know, it's true. This is a tan. This is kind of a tangent, but you can cut it if you want. The only the only thing I the only place I've really seen it so far is this Avs Vegas series where Avs have not gotten their arena staff capacity up to full yet, so they can't host a full capacity. And they just got they they started off the series on fire in Denver, moved on to Vegas in a face to full crowd, and just got their shit rocked two straight games. So saw that. Yeah, I mean, but they're coming back to Denver, aren't they? They went to yeah. Denver too. They're, they're coming back to Denver, so I think they, you know, they've obviously even had the advantage. Home, still had home ice advantage, though, right? Yeah, I, I still, I still don't think it's gonna, it's gonna make a huge overall impact in the series. But it just seems like, it seems like it had been so long since the Abs had played in front of like a really hostile full crowd. Like, sure, that. I know. Okay, playoff, I got what you're saying. Yeah, playoff crowd. And they walked in, kind of, kind of got caught with their pants down. Yeah, it's not great, not great. But they'll, I think they'll bounce back. Um, James Harden injured. He's day-to-day. This podcast will be out after the Nets, uh, Nets-Bucks Nets game, uh, game two. Nets are up 1-0. Uh, this makes this series a lot more interesting, in my opinion, because without Harden, I think it kind of starts evening the odds out a bit because I think this Bucks team is better than some of the other ones that have been eliminated very early in the last couple of years. But at the same time, this Nets team still has two superstars in Kyrie and KD. So, and, and uh, Blake Griffin, of course. So, how much do you think this will affect the outcome of this series? I think Brooklyn has the firepower to survive unless Chris Middleton really gets it going. And he um, we, we know what we're... Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We know what we're gonna get from Giannis. I I feel like at this point we know mostly what we're gonna get from Drew Holiday, um, night after night. But Middleton's kind of that X factor where he's you know we we know he can be a forty percent three point shooter. We know he can play elite defense, but it doesn't it doesn't seem to always show up and translate in the playoffs and. It, game one was a, a huge night for all the Middleton haters out there. Um, you know, if, if it's, if it's pretty much, if it's two stars versus two stars, I'm, and we're throwing Middleton out of the equation because he can't get it together. Like I like Brooklyn's two healthy stars more so than I like, True. than I and like I mean, and, and Drew. Well, I mean, it's, it's like that meme with the dragons and one is uh, Giannis the other is KD, and then another is uh, Kyrie, and then the goofy-looking one is uh, <laughs> is is Chris Middleton. Because I mean, Chris yeah. Middleton's good, but he's not that level. He's not that star, you know, studded of a player. Just saying. Uh, finally, Mavs are taken down by the Clippers in Game Seven. Uh, Mark Cuban says Rick Carlisle's keeping his job, which I don't know. That's a smart move or not. 
Couldn't tell you. What I will tell you is Porzingis is maybe massively overpaid, and he has not been able to show up at all to help out Doncic, who is awesome. Yeah, I I mean you can you can just there you can draw a line between West contenders and and West uh, pretenders or whatever whatever you want to call it by sure. their supporting cast. You know, if you're if you're still alive at this point, you've got at least one or two star caliber players on your team. But you know, look at you know, Devin Booker, Devin Booker's supporting cast, for example, like look at, look at what he's got, what they've got going on in Phoenix, you know, like Mikhail Bridges, DeAndre Ayton, you know, Frank, Frank Kaminsky is playing well, even. And it's CP3. like CP3. Yeah. I, I buried, I buried the lead there. Yes. Um, but you know, look, look what they've got, look what they've got going on compared you know, Luca, who's, who's he running with like Boban, Tim Tim Hardaway Jr. Hey, hey, Boban was in uh, John Wick Three. So maybe you shouldn't be yeah. so mean about that. Do you remember that? <laughs> I that, I I think you I saw that with you. We, but, yeah, that's, ex- that's exactly right. We saw it at Flatirons. Boban was in yeah. it. Yeah, um, not not hating on Boban from a movie perspective, but I you know like him as a, a primary supporting playoff cast member. Yeah. Luca, um, the the it's just it's just the role players have to be better, and that's that, that's plain and simple. I think how the the path to success for Dallas, and and Rick Carlisle is a smart title winning head coach, and I I don't think there's any reason to let him go. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I think this is all just karma in the long run, for not putting in Tony Romo uh, when they had him on the bench and Mark Cuban said he's going to do it. And then Adam Silver said, you can't do it, but if you just had some balls and did it, I think they'd be, we won the series. Just going to put that out there. Yeah. It was like, the wasn't it like the last game of the season? Last game of the season. There was nothing on the line. Tony, just let Tony go in. Let Tony go in. Boo Adam Silver. I made my piece. I said my piece. Uh, thank you all for listening. Right now I'm watching this Islanders-Boston game where I bet the under at five and a half, and now it's at five. Uh, and there's still five minutes left in the second period. So, whoops. Uh-oh. I also gave that out as a pick. So, sorry, folks. Well, the next four will win. Um, any thoughts on the Nuggets tonight? Oh, let's do this right now. Here is what it will sound like if the Nuggets win. All right. All right, folks. The Denver Nuggets have defeated the Phoenix Suns in game one. Your thoughts, Zach? Um, all along. Great Nuggets. team performance. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, I was worried, worried a little bit about uh, Aiton, you know, strong defensive center. Um, Jokic did did well with that tonight. Um, Nuggets, Nuggets are pretty much playing with house money at this point. Um, no one really, no one really expected anything out of them. No one expected them to get past Portland. 
Um, they've just they've just kind of get, they got a lot of nobody believes in us energy right now, and I think that's well, a powerful I mean, thing. For Portland is just is, is just Lillard and a bunch of cardboard cutouts. So I mean, let's not act Very, like they're you know. Is that fair? Had, did did you watch like it, what was it like game five though when he went off? Like how how do you how do you guard that? Uh, you don't, but then you just hit other shots and just not you know. They should trade him away. They need to trade him away, just for his own good. Because LeBron is bad. LeBron is in his DMs right now. I know it. Oh yeah, that's you know what classic LeBron. It would be perfect to make another super team and pretend like it was a real championship, but whatever. Yeah, so that's the show, folks. Thank you everyone for listening. Keep on listening. Uh, tell us what you think. Rate and review. Give us five stars on iTunes. And uh, that's about it. Any, any last words there, Zachary? Um, go Avs, go Nuggets. Don't really have much else other than that because it is playoff season, baby. Also, I have my Justin Fields jersey in, and it is great. I'm going to go get it right now. Hot off the presses. What, what color did you get? Blue. A classic. Exactly. Here we go. That's nice, man. Justin Fields, number one. I was, I was ready. I was ready and waiting. I, I had money ready to pull the trigger on a quarterback jersey if we did it in the draft, and, and we didn't. So. Well, now you can spend your money on an Aaron Rodgers jersey. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully one that's not green. Yeah, I agree. Although at the same time, he's going to, uh, now that it's past June 1st, I think it's time for Green Bay. Let go, guys. Come towards the light. Let go. You can let go now. It's all I can't, I can't even bring it up with any of my cheesehead friends anymore. Oh, you should. I would love that. So yeah. They just get too mad. I can't. Like, legitimately mad. Tough. Tough luck. For, tough not titties even, for them. Tough that they now have no... They're going to, their starting quarterback is going to be not Justin Fields and not Aaron Rodgers. So, sorry. Sorry, Green Bay. Uh, they should just move the team to Milwaukee, if you ask me. They're, they're beyond the point of getting, like, like boo-hoo, like, pretend pity me, like, sports mad, and they're just getting, like, actually mad about it now. So, I don't know. I mean, I'd also be pissed if I had, like, 30 years of Hall of Fame quarterbacks and only two Super Bowl wins. That's not great. It's called, being a, it's called being a Denver Broncos fan, except we have three. That's still better. <laughs> you had a lot less years. You had Elway and then a few years of Manning. You didn't have two guys That's back true. to back. That's true. Our quarterback to Super Bowl ratio is a lot better than theirs. Precisely. Anyway, folks, we're going a little over. This is Zach Lyons. This is Tom McGahan saying goodbye. And this has been Ice Cold Sports. See you guys. You want to say goodbye or are you going to leave our guests hanging? Oh, sorry. You can you can just cut that at the end. No, you're you... not. Say, say, say <laughs> goodbye, sir. Goodbye to the fans. Thanks for tuning in. I thought I thought TG was signing off solo. I have to apologize for him. He's not used to guests being around since COVID started.
you can't you can't really take me anywhere i'm the worst no lie spotted see you guys see ya and now here's it is if they lose and the denver nuggets sadly lost game one to the phoenix suns folks this is a tragedy travesty um it was a bad game for the team, bad team game, Nuggets. Uh, they didn't strike gold. And uh, what are your thoughts? Um, any any night with, with this current roster and just how decimated with it, it is with injuries, if you don't get Porter and Jokic both going um, and the role players have a rough night, it's, it's just a recipe for disaster. Um, we saw that here, um, but the, I mean, they're playing, Nuggets are playing with house money at this point. Like no one, nobody expected them to be where they are. Nobody expected them to be Portland. Um, and it's game one. I, I still, I still like to believe this team has a lot of fight in them. Um, coming back to Pep, you know, if they, if they can't get it back going on in game two, they're coming back to Pepsi center on uh, for game three. That'll be the first game um, since the pandemic started with like full fans in attendance at the Pepsi Center. So um, I, I think they can definitely get the mojo back. I, I wouldn't say the series is over by any means. So you think they have a lot of fight? Yep, they have a lot of uh, fight left in them. I don't think this team goes down easy. I think they have a lot of nobody believes in us energy in them right now. Continue. <laughs> is, this, is this a fight song? What? Who? What are you talking about? This is their fight song. Hillary, twenty sixteen. Yeah, I. Uh, <laughs> I believe. I believe in the boys. This is my fight song. We're gonna get we're gonna get DMCA'd because of this. Fuck that. Who cares? <laughs> that doesn't sound like PBO to me. This is supposed to be a PBO song. Wait, wait for it. There you go. Go Nuggets. So the Nuggets, Nuggets and six. Nuggets and six.